What's up, everybody? Welcome to Catch These Vibes Podcast. This is Charmonique bringing you an end-of-the-year bonus episode. So I really wanted to just talk about some things before the end of the year and start fresh in 2022. So in 2022, we're going to have season four. I'm going to create a trailer, create some type of promo ahead of time so that you all will know when to expect um, the season four premiere and you'll know you know all the good all the details and what it was we're going to be doing for season four so that's coming up but I wanted to just end this year and talk about some things um, I really want to talk about Spider-Man I want to talk about Insecure um, I want to talk about some of the music that I did consume this year I feel like it really wasn't a lot but some I did want to shout out some most of the music that I did listen to and what do I anticipate for 2022 as far as you know what I'm expecting or wanting from certain people and yeah I'm just and then we're going to talk about a little bit a little bit of random miscellaneous things you know so yeah let's go ahead and get into it So, Spider-Fucking-Man. Oh my gosh. I was so excited to see Spider-Man. Like, the anticipation was, like, really, like, it was killing me. It was like, oh my gosh. (sighs) So, the experience for Spider-Man was really, like, emotional roller coaster for me. Because you, you, like, you're watching this movie that you've been anticipating for so long. So you're just like super into it. And then there was one part that had me mad. Okay. So Spider-Man, he, the part that kind of had me upset was just like him, him trying to save the villains. I mean, like I understood where he was coming from but at the same time like no this is stupid peter no this isn't gonna end well peter no 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 like no they were like all out of their league i feel like him and his friends trying to take on these these bad guys i mean they were they were doing their thing i guess for the most part but the fact that they thought that they was really gonna like get away with it or that it was gonna work out just smoothly without any problems was just like no something somebody's gonna die some something's gonna happen you know but I get it it's a movie it has to go that way like there has to be this ultimate thing that happens that you know changes the course of the movie or whatever I get it but that part just kind of had me irritated I was just like really really emotional in there like I was so mad like no this is stupid like why is he doing this no this is dumb like really so I'm so happy though that the that the movie went the way that it that it went because it everything just made sense and they really made up for um you know me being upset about that because they had Andrew and Toby. Andrew and Toby were in the movie. And I knew right away that it was Andrew because I knew I seen his stance. And I'm like, that's Andrew. That's Andrew. 
and then it was him. So I love the fact that they were in in the movie. Um, I feel like people would have been super disappointed if they didn't bring them into the movie. Um, I love that, you know, having them, being able to see them fight together and just, you know, talk and, you know, of course you always, that's something you think about, like having them all in the same movie. Like, I wonder how that would go. Like, how would their conversations go? How would they interact? So to be able to see that in a movie, I feel like super epic and super iconic. And I feel like they really, they understood the assignment for sure. So I'm super happy that they did that. Um, a lot of people, ever since the, the you know, the opening weekend, people have been talking about uh, the Amazing Spider-Man and how they want another another movie. So I second that notion. I feel like we should definitely be get, get um, Amazing Spider-Man three just to you know finish the trilogy because there are people out there who really do fuck with Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man, um, and that's what I think is so genius about the multiverse is that we are able to experience these different Spider-Mans. You know, in the way that it all comes together, um, it just it's just super cool to me. I I love it. So I'm co- I'm totally here for Amazing Spider-Man three. People are saying that they would love to see um, uh, Spider-Man versus Venom with Andrew Spider-Man. I think that would be pretty interesting. Um, so we should see. I mean, I'm pretty sure with the all the noise that is being made about it, that the people the powers that be are, you know, paying attention for sure because it's been trending and, you know, they're going to go after that money and what people and give the people what they want. So I'm pretty sure probably next year we're going to hear more about the amazing Spider-Man 3. So I think that's really cool because Andrew, he deserves it. He's a really, I, I think he's a really dope um, Spider-Man. Uh, somebody was telling me the other day that they, that he was an emo Spider-Man. And um, I thought that was funny because he was he was emo for sure. But I just feel like they all just add something. You know, I feel like Toby Spider-Man was like really sweet and soft-spoken, I guess, in a way. Um, yeah, I would say soft-spoken. And Andrew... Andrew Spider-Man was definitely emo, um, but he has, like, this, I don't know if it's dark humor, not really dark humor, but he does have, like, this, this, um, this different type of humor to him that I feel like makes him stand out to me. I mean, I feel like he's funny, honestly. Um, and then Tom, we have Tom, Tom brings the, the kid, you know, the actual, friendly neighborhood spider-man to it you know the 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 kid we get to actually see him you know well we got to actually see him go through high school and then now he's going to be going to college and i don't know if we're going to be able to witness that but i think that would be cool and that's the thing that i'm kind of confused on because they completed the trilogy and people are saying oh now that that's done they can move on to but i also um, read that he was going to be continuing on as Spider-Man in the MCU. So I guess that means if there's ever 
an instance where Spider-Man is going to be like, for example, I don't know, on a, in the Thor movie for whatever reason, then he will be that Spider-Man that's in that in that part or whatever. I guess that's what that means. Um, it may not necessarily mean that there's going to be any more Spider-Man movies, but I mean, they definitely should make it happen. I mean, there's just so many possibilities um so many different things that they could do with it being being the multiverse and being there's just so many different characters so many different individual storylines that they could go down that people want to see it's just I don't know I just I just love it it just makes me excited I'm always excited you know to see the movies and Spider-Man is one of my favorites for sure so love Spider-Man probably one of my favorite movies this year um aside from the harder they fall um yeah loved it man fucking loved it it was everything it was supposed to be and more shout out to zendaya uh she did her thing um i love zendaya and tom they are so adorable i love them i love them um can't even avoid them if you wanted to because that's all you see is videos of Tom and Zendaya. Like, people, like, they're, like, I guess, what is it? America's favorite couple or whatever. Um, But they are super cute. I'm here for it. I'm not mad at it at all. I just watched a video where um, somebody asked Tom who his, his first crush was, and he said Zendaya. So he been one Zendaya and he got her and he like, he not trying to let go of that. But I'm happy if they happy. Shoot, if Zendaya happy, he seems to treat her like a princess. He seems to be, be a very, very much a gentleman. So I'm here for it. Um, and I also seen something that was interesting and it was, uh, it was about how each couple or well, each um pair in the Spider-Man movies turned into a couple. So um Kristen Dunst and Tobey Maguire, they were a couple and Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone, they were a couple. And so here we have Tom Holland and, and Zendaya couple. But I mean, I think I talked about this before too, but I just imagine that it's difficult to not fall for people. I mean, you have you play love interest in a movie and it's a movie that is as big as Spider-Man like being being Mary Jane to Tom's Peter to Peter Parker. I mean, that's like come on now. Like how can you not like kind of really fall for the for the person like how can you not fall for spider-man i don't blame her i mean i don't blame her at all i mean tom he's not bad looking at all and in the in like uh two within five minutes of the movie we see his body and that boy man Mm-mm-mm. how old is tom hold on let me see Cause I I be I feel like I can't even compliment him. I mean, obviously he's an adult, but 
I just feel like he's super young. Let me see how old he is exactly. Oh, he's 25. Okay, so not that young. 1996. Hold is Zendaya. Hold on, y'all. <laughs> Uh, Zendaya. Oh my gosh. They both are 25. Okay, 1996. September 1st, 1996. Okay, and when was his birthday? Wait, y'all. June 1st. Okay, so he's older than her. Aw, they're so cute. Hmm. Okay, okay, okay. All right, well, yes. Let me move on. <laughs> Okay, so insecure. All right. Insecure. I'm so upset because I feel like this show is so, it's just getting so good and I do not want it to end. Like nobody is ready to say goodbye to these characters. Like the storyline is just getting so good. Like this last episode. <clears throat> probably one of the best episodes of the season everybody was you know together we finally got nathan lawrence and Issa all in the same room we even got droll we even got molly and torian like it was just so many different things going on that we you know didn't really or haven't really been able to see we got condola and Issa and the baby and speaking of condola i really like condola like i she i feel like for me it's really i ended the last season like not liking her at all and fucking up her name every chance i got but now she i'm i'm saying her name right condola <laughs> i like her this season and the reason why is because I feel like Condola, she she has already, you know, accepted the fact that, you know, maybe her and Lawrence were never really even meant to be together, you know? She's accepted that, and she's accepted the fact that she's okay with them co-parenting, and she's not looking for more for it to be more than that, because I think she knows that Lawrence, Lawrence really wants to be with Issa, and I feel like she has been encouraging him to make sure that he sees to that, make sure that he um, lets Issa know. Like, she has really been communicating to him that she wants him to be happy. And she has, she's been, you know, doing it in very subtle ways. Um, but in this last episode, she was like, uh, yeah, why don't you stay? Because she, she was about to leave the party. And she was like, why don't you stay and, you know, just think you may not have a chance to say something you know this may be your last opportunity to talk to certain people or whatever and I think Lawrence that kind of clicked into Lawrence's head that oh yeah I gotta I gotta talk to Issa so I really love that Condola is you know being uh just a real person you know She's not letting insecurities or jealousy get in the way of what she knows is right. And she knows Lawrence really wants to be with Issa. So I like that. Um, so Lawrence, um, 
Lawrence, he really, he chose violence. He really chose violence and I wasn't mad at it at all. He decided to fight for Issa, but maybe it wasn't the best time to do it, but he said, hey, I got to do this now. He asked Issa if she was happy. Um, and I, that's, people are calling, people are calling Lawrence toxic. Um, is it toxic though? I don't know if it's toxic because, I mean, I guess in a way it's like, damn, you, you see Issa seems to be happy and she's moved on. She's in a relationship and now here you come talking about, are you happy? Telling her you want that you love her and you, you want to fight for her. Um, I mean, I don't know, man. I don't think I would call it toxic, though. I'm gonna be honest. Because it's just like... She broke up with him. And it's not like he broke up with her. It's it's not like he broke up with her, she moved on finally, and then now, and he see her moved on, and now... He want to get her back. No, she broke up with him. And he, now he's just finally realized that he needed, he didn't do more. You know, he didn't fight for her. And, and he, he knows that that's what he wants to do. So, no, nah, I don't think that's toxic at all. Fuck that. Lawrence did, Lawrence did what he needed to do. So, I, that's how I feel about it. I'm glad Lawrence did that. Now, what is Issa going to do? I don't know. She very much likely might just choose herself and not choose either one of them. Um, I don't know. Like I said in the beginning, though, we I just don't feel like we're going to get what we want, which we all want her and Lawrence to end up together. But I don't know if we're going to get that. I mean, I'm cool with whatever. I just hope they don't rob us of a of a good ending you know what i mean of a decent ending I, I i would hate for it to end and for everybody to be disappointed to be honest i have been seeing a lot of people disappointed with this with this season a lot of people have been saying oh nothing has even happened and i feel like a lot has happened i think it's just it hasn't been what exactly people wanted. Like, I think people wanted Issa and Lawrence and Condola to have a confrontation a lot sooner than the second to last episode. A lot of people wanted that to happen, like, right away. So, people are probably disappointed about that aspect, I think. But, you know, for me, I've loved this season. I mean, it's just really shown pe- the growth of the characters the growth in the relationship. I really love Molly and Issa's relationship so much. Like, it's what a relation, a friendship should be like. And I'm so happy that they figured it out. And this whole season so has been about them just having a healthy relationship, which is great to see. So I'm happy about that. Um, Issa and Lawrence, I mean, 
Of course, we would want wanted to see them together. Them niggas broke up the first episode of the season. It was like, damn, okay, you starting like that. But um, I'm not mad at the way that it's been going at all, honestly. I'm just, as I said before, I just hope that we get a good ending that we could be satisfied with. I mean, or I'm just going to speak for myself because I want... I hope it's the ending that I'm satisfied with. I don't care if anybody else is satisfied with it. I hope that I'm satisfied with it. And, yeah, we're going to be good. Or else I'm going to make a complaint on Twitter. Shoot. But, yeah. Um, I think this season has been great. I love what the writers have been doing, what the actors have been doing. And... um. I just hope to see more of all the people, you know, in the in insecure. All the people that star insecure, I just hope to see them. I know Jay Jay Ellis who plays Lawrence, he's in Top Gun. That's probably coming out next year. Um, Issa, I'm pretty sure she's gonna be in more movies. And we probably gonna hear about it real real soon. Um, I know she got the Spider Woman role. Um her show Rap Shit. And I'm pretty sure we're going to continue to hear more things. Hopefully, we get to see Yvonne Orgy. Um, she was in a movie, um, like a, a, a romantic comedy, I think. I think it's on Hulu. Um, who else? Oh, a lot of people, a lot of people are saying that they, w- they wish that Kelly could get a spinoff. Kelly, Chad, and... Who was the person? Was it Torian? I don't know. It was Kelly and Chad for sure. People are looking for them to be able to get a spinoff. That would be nice. Because um, people have really been fucking with Kelly this season. Because we've been seeing a lot of Kelly. So. We shall see, you know can only hope for big bigger and better things for these people because you know they've done their thing with this show and you know i wish them the best so the last episode i'm gonna type about it i'm gonna type it out put it out as a blog post if you're interested in seeing or reading loud ass motorcycle if you're interested in reading about how I feel about the final episode of Insecure, then you can go to www.catchthesevibespod.com and you can read the blog. I feel like for the most part of this year, I did not consume that much music. I didn't create that much music for, um, you know, my own music. I haven't like really created that much music. But I, I feel like I, I really did not consume that much music. Like, I was, like, I listened to music, of course, but it was just the same stuff. Like, I literally listened to the same stuff all year. My playlist, my 2021 end of the year playlist on Apple Music, which is the, you know, that's the app that I use for music the most. I did just recently purchase um, Spotify Premium, so... I'm starting to use that more. Um, But yeah, so my playlist, all it had was Nicki Minaj on there, of course. 
So it was Be Me Up Scotty, Whole Lot of Money Remix. Um, we had some, of course, we we got that Jasmine Sullivan up in there, Hotels. Um, we have um, some Victoria Monet. I was listening to her 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 songs, her project. Um, it's called Jaguar. I was listening to that heavily. Specifically, though, Ask Like That, that's my shit. But Ask Like That, Moment, Experience, Touch Me. Um, what's the other one? I'm missing one. Oh, and Jaguar. There's a song called Jaguar. But, yeah, I, I really love that project. Victoria Monet is really talented and... Um, definitely deserves to be spoke you know brought up in conversations more often you know so yeah I that was my playlist basically and there was you know um one of the one of my favorite songs Tanache Bouncing Doja Cat Need to Know um I listened I listened to the baby masterpiece a lot that was like that's my sh- my shit even though I'm like kind of not fucking with him nowadays but that was, you know, one of my favorite songs this year. Um, and then Drake, CLB. Um, I I fuck with Don Tiller, Don Tilliver's um, projects. Uh, I really like that song, Way Bigger. Um, of course, Young Thug. Um, I fuck with Young Thug a lot. Um, Gunna. Um, who else? Like, that was pretty much it i was like listening to the same shit all year really some other ones some other songs to mention um i did fuck with um, normani featuring cardi b wild side um i remember when i did when i talked about it initially i was saying i wanted i wish that it would have been more of a collaboration and then come to find out Cardi B is um she's actually singing after her verse. So I'm like, oh, okay. Cause at first I didn't even notice it. But then when you listen when you pay attention, you can you could um you could tell that that's Cardi B singing, like right after her verse. And I'm like, oh okay, okay. So I really do love that song actually. That song is that song's hot. Um, so I listen to Wild Side a lot. Um, Ariana fucking Grande. I love her. Like, she is probably one of my favorite artists, for sure. Um, she just always delivers. She has a beautiful voice. Her songs, um, she, she really collaborates with talented people that, you know, and of course herself, she's talented, but I know, like, Victoria Monet, she works with her a lot, um, I think um, Taylor Park, she works with her a lot. So I really loved her last project, Positions. Like, I play that a lot. Um, SZA, like, I'm like, come on, girl. I played the fuck out of Good Days this year. And I think that came out end of 2020. But I played it a lot this year. I, I love that song. Like, that song will not ever get old for me. Because it's just so... I feel like it's just one of those timeless songs. And it's just sung so beautifully. And the lyrics are just like... 
so easy, you know? And I, I cannot listen to that song without singing it. So, SZA, I cannot wait. She gonna take all my coins because I, I'm really like, that's one of this, the albums that I'm really anticipating, for real. So, hopefully she gives us that, gives us what we need because she's been dropping heat. Like, every single song that she has dropped, people have been eating it up. It's gone viral on TikTok and, or SoundCloud. Um, Good Days, Hit Different, T-Shirt, um, Hate You. Like, they all, it's all fire. So, if that's the way her album is about to sound, it's like, I love it already. Like, just give it to us already. God damn. But yeah, so since um I I mentioned anticipated, I might as well go into my anticipated for 2020. So I'm of course anticipating Nicki Minaj. Uh let's talk about Nicki Minaj for a minute. Um she just she just had a birthday. Um and she she posted these like birthday suit pictures looking really really good like a snack um and so of course i'm anticipating her album i'm anticipating her documentary like she has a lot of things going on in her personal life she still is dealing with this case that um i feel like is going in her favor just because it's based off of a whole bunch of bullshit so i'm just you know hope it continue to hope for the best with that situation and that it's um that it ends you know, soon. So I believe there's another court date in January. So hopefully, you know, that gets thrown out or whatever. Like it just needs to go away because it's really been, I feel like it's really been holding up a lot of the things that she's been wanting to do. I feel like she did have all intentions of dropping her album and the documentary this year, or at least the documentary, because that's what she said she did say the documentary was coming this year, but I think with all the things that's been going on with that case and, and all that, is she wants to get that out of the way before she does, she starts her, you know, her era and starts to roll out and stuff, which is understandable. And I feel like it is a smart, very smart to, you know, move that way. So, of course, I'm anticipating her album and, and the documentary and everything that she has to offer us next year um Beyonce I've heard rumors that Beyonce is going to be releasing some music um I'm anticipating that for sure I wonder what lane she's going to be going in um I love Black is King um I love Everything is Love with her and Jay-Z heard about us and summer those are like some of my favorite songs um by them and um so yeah i'm really i'm very really anticipating what beyonce is going to give us like where is she going to go with it um she's been doing her thing dropping different ivy park drops and just been killing it in that realm or that in that area of her career and so it's just good to see, you know, these women do their thing and continue to just outdo themselves. Rihanna, Rihanna, Robin Fenty, 
<sighs> of course, I want music from her. I'm anticipating music from her. But honestly, I would understand if she... Well, no, fuck that. Fuck that. She got to do She got to do some more music. Like, she can't just retire from music. I don't think she's going to, but she's. I guess she's just really taking her time. Like, she's not rushing it. Like, she's accomplishing so many other things in her life. And it's just like, why would I stop, you know? Like, why would I stop being this, like, billionaire-ass bitch conquering all these other white folks' industries? Like, you know, I'll drop an album, but, like, right now, I'm killing it. I'm getting, you know, streets and and countries named after me and, and, you know what I'm saying? Like, all types of honorable mentions and, um, hold on. What the hell is the thing that she just got? Because I ain't trying to downplay it at all. She's really been killing it, though. Like, I love me some Rihanna. And I just really want to hear new music from her. Like, it's been, it's been years, and... She's experienced a lot of things in her life. And she's accomplished a lot of things in her life. So it's like how her music is going to sound is just going to be very interesting, you know? So I'm trying to find the dang article. Man, no, nah, they had did a wax figure, Madame Tussauds, however you say it, wax figure. Didn't it looked nothing like Rihanna? And it's like, what the fuck was y'all trying to do? Like, it. But it's funny though because it does. It's just a hot mess. Google it, and if you ain't seen it yet, cause that shit. Uh uh-uh. uh. Nope. Epic fail. Okay, Rihanna honored as National Hero of Barbados. There we go. National Hero of Barbados. Like, they love her. They they are so proud to have Rihanna as their own. I would be too. I mean, come on. It's Rihanna. But yeah, definitely anticipating that. Um, I would love to see Rihanna in more movies as well because she's she's just really she's really a good actress. She really is. I would love to see Nikki in more movies as well. Um, Beyonce, not so much. Um, but <laughs> and it's not like Beyonce. She can. It's not that she can't act. Like I think she was great in Fighting Temptations. Um. Like I think she was great in Finding Temptations. I like I, she was great in Carmen, but I don't know. I just don't really care for her in movies. I, I mean, again, she's great in the movies that she's been in. I just don't. I I don't know. I just don't like. I don't know. What am I talking about? 
whatever Beyonce wants to do, I will accept. Uh, yeah. So, I'm definitely anticipating that. I'm anticipating Kendrick Lamar. Um, who else? That's pretty much it. I mean, J. Cole dropped this year. Drake dropped this year. I'm sure Drake's going to drop next year as well. I mean, he can't help himself. Um, he's probably one of the most consistent artists. But I'm not anticipating anybody more than Nicki, honestly. That's pretty much... <laughs> that's who I'm, like, really, like, waiting for. Like, on the edge of my seat. Like, cannot wait for her to make some type of an announcement. Like, my gosh. So, yeah. I also wanted to talk about this Tory and Megan Thee Stallion situation. So, I remember I talked about it on my mid-year... Um, a mid- mid-year roundup or whatever it was called episode. And I... I'm just really like, I guess at this point I am invested into the case because it's a situation where things are not adding up and it's a situation where this man's life is on the line. He's facing like serious time, you know, and that's a serious accusation, like shooting somebody. You know what I mean? That's a serious accusation. But the way that this case has been going, the way that this evidence, the evidence of, you know, that evidence in the case so far, it just doesn't prove that he did it. It doesn't make sense. There's been a lot of contradictory statements, you know, and the only person that's been able to speak and say things or who has said things is Megan the Stallion. So we've only heard her word and she's been saying different things. Like one minute is she was walking out the car and he shot her from out the window. You know what I mean? And then the next is something different. The next she crawled up somebody's driveway and it doesn't make any sense. You know what I'm saying? Like if you crawled up somebody's driveway, um, wouldn't, wouldn't there be evidence of that? And then if you did, then I'm pretty sure that there's some camera footage. So where's the camera footage of, of this? Like, there has to be some type of footage out there that shows. I mean, y'all was in Calabasas, like, two miles away from Kylie Jenner's house. So where is that? Malibu, Calabasas, wherever. It's one of the white-ass um, rich neighborhoods. So I know they got camera footage. And I know people, there's witnesses. And there was a witness that came out and said that they witnessed Megan Thee Stallion and her friend Kelsey fighting. So, my thing is, if they were fighting, what were they fighting for? What were they fighting about? And if they were the ones fighting, when did the gun come into play? Like, make it make sense. 
And I'm hoping that she gets on the stand and makes it make makes it make sense or Kelsey gets on the stand and testifies because it don't make no sense at whatsoever. And my whole thing is people you can't really expect people to just believe what you say when shit does not make sense, when it doesn't add up, when you don't even want to give the whole story. Like when you were going on live and mentioning that Tori shot you, why you didn't mention that, oh, me and Kelsey got into it. Like why you didn't give the details? Why you didn't give the information to make the story make sense? So motherfuckers could know why the shit happened. And it's like there's too many holes in the story. It's too much shit that you didn't even want to reveal. You just said, this nigga shot me. We was arguing, I got out the car, and then he shot me. Like, what? That shit don't make no sense. You know, and for people that, who don't believe that, who feel like, nah, I need, I need this shit to add up before I just say that he's guilty. People aren't wrong for that. And that's where, that's only the, that's the side that I wanted to speak from. People who who are free thinkers and just want to come up with their own opinions based off of evidence, based off of what's, you know, been proven, not just based off of some he said, she say that ain't nothing. There ain't nothing wrong with that. That is the reason why people have trials and why there's juries. You know what I mean? You can't just say somebody did something and then and then, you know not want people to look into it or or there to be a case about it so i'm just like i don't know i don't really understand the what megan thought was going to happen um because she's complaining about people people being in her business or people having to relive the situation on the internet it's like first of all log out you know you shouldn't be on the internet during this time if if you're going to be triggered by this if you don't want people if you don't want to see what people have to say about it then you should definitely get off the internet get off twitter get off instagram you know what i mean if you can't handle it just for your for your mental health and for your well-being you should take care of yourself and stay the fuck off the internet first thing first that's what you should do second of all it's a fucking trial going on or about to go on start. So how do you, what, what do you think it happens during a trial? People talk about it. People that are inside of that courtroom report on it. They're going to create they create threads and they talk talk about what happened in the courtroom. People are going to read it and have opinions about it. Like you can't expect people not to do that. And so I'm just like, girl, what what did you think was going to happen? Uh it's just it's just crazy. It's crazy. And my whole thing is what is going to happen if it comes out that he did not shoot her? If it comes out that she really didn't see who shot her or what happened? Because she was intoxicated and they was, you know, tussling or whatever. 
Because it's like so many different things could have happened. But what she has described to us does not sound like that's what happened. You know, so I believe they have the next court date is January 13th. And we're going to hear more about, you know, this situation. I just feel like it's ridiculous that it's been it's going on another year of this not being resolved. Hopefully it's resolved soon and the people get some type of clarity on what the fuck really happened to Megan Thee Stallion and if she was really shot by Tory Langs, because then people could really make a definitive answer or a definitive decision on if this is somebody that they should be supporting or not. You know what I mean? Like, you can't just expect people to not support somebody based off of, you know, you have you accusing them of, of something. And then if that story, if your story is not making sense, people ain't supposed to be like, oh, well, it's what she said. So we just got to believe her. I'm just not one of those people. So, you know, this whole time, you know, I've really been like, I'm not going to form an opinion on the situation. But my opinion now is that I just, it doesn't seem as though it really happened the way that she recalled or that she has led other people to believe. That doesn't mean I'm calling her a liar. That doesn't mean I'm saying that, you know, she didn't experience a traumatizing experience that she didn't go through something traumatizing i'm not you know discounting that or or ignoring that 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 happened but i'm just saying that what she has said it's just not making sense you know and i just wish people would acknowledge that it doesn't mean that we're saying she's a terrible person necessarily i mean because it is i mean if you do lie on somebody what does that does kind of make you a bad person. I mean, come on. You can't lie on somebody, you know, cause this person to possibly lose out on money and deals and, you know, be be canceled by people, you know, be written off as, you know, this woman abuser and this loser that shot a woman. Like, that's like, who wants to go out like that? Like, you know what I'm saying? So... It's important that we know if he really did this or not. I mean, it's important to a lot of people, actually, um, that we get to know the facts of the matter. Um, Some people are saying that because of the evidence and the contradicting statements made by Megan, that the, the case might possibly get thrown out and we may never know what the fuck happened. And if that if it goes like that, I'm not okay with that. I will not be okay with that. And I'm definitely be looking at motherfuckers a a certain type of way. For sure, for sure. But we will see what happens on that. I mean, I can understand why some people are not invested in it. But, like, people like me, we want to know what the fuck really happened. Because... That shit, when that shit first came out, it was just, like, such a random situation. And it's just been so, like, soap opery and so, like, fucking, like, it just, like, it just sounds like this one, some, one of the most petty situations. 
it's coming down to Tori messing with Kelsey and Megan or and one of them being jealous and then fighting. We have there's a witness that said that they they fought. So it's like what the fuck did they fight about? And then why aren't they friends anymore? You know what I'm saying? Like it's a whole bunch of drama and how the fuck do you expect us not to not want to know what really happened? I mean, come on. People are naturally nosy and we just want to fucking know. So I'm one of those people. I don't care. But um, you know, at the end of the day, I do I have, you know, been a supporter of Megan Thee Stallion, but this situation does definitely change my opinion of her because if it does turn out that she lied, it's just like, how can I really, how can I look at you the same, you know? So I just have a personal, you know, it's personal for me because I really, really fuck with Megan and I just feel like certain situations, they just make, have really made me look at her a little differently you know it was the Nikki situation and then now this situation and it's just like um you know I'm not I'm not hoping for the for the worst you know what I mean I hope I, I hope you know either way it goes it's like it's not good like I don't of course I don't want it to be true that this nigga really shot her but I mean it's possible that he did I don't know him you know maybe he's crazy you know maybe he's like nobody knows he just he could be a a whole fucking lunatic and really did shoot her and but i just want that shit to be proven like i need that shit to be proven and for her story to add up because it hasn't been and i just needed to i just needed to so in order for me to like you know genuinely support somebody I, you know, I don't want it to be, like, no, like, animosity. You know what I mean? Like, I want to be able to genuinely support them because it's coming from a real place. Not because, oh, that's what everybody's doing and that's what I'm supposed to do. No, fuck that. Like, I'm somebody who definitely moves to the beat of my own drum and um, do what I feel is right. You know what I'm saying? And so when it comes to me supporting people, certain people like supporting their music supporting them by talking about them on my podcast and you know giving them their flowers things like that it's I want it to come from a genuine place and if you do if you seem like a person that I just really wouldn't fuck with in real life then I'm not gonna be able to support you you know so that's what it really comes down to for me and that's why you know I'm you know invested into this situation the way that I am because I really fucked with Megan Thee Stallion. And with this this case, it's just like, I don't know. I don't know. So, so yeah, I'm ended on that. We're going to see what happens with that. And maybe I'll write about, make a blog post about it. All right. So, I wanted to end this special episode by reading... The five stages of personal growth. So this is my gift to my listeners. If you are looking and interested in growing yourself. If you are really into self-care, you might like this. So it's a four minute read and we just going to get right into it. 
Personal growth is not linear. We know this by now, but can we divide it up into some sort of sequential process? That's what I aim to do today. Here are, in my opinion, the five stages of personal growth. Disclaimer, being fluid in nature, residing in one stage doesn't mean we can, can't fall back into the one below us. We can make positive changes in our life, but we can also make negative ones. For now, these are what I believe to be the five stages of personal growth. Let me know your thoughts in the comments as to where you believe you are and if you have your own version of this life-changing process. So this is provided to us by Above the Middle. Um, I was trying to find his name, but... Joe Gibson. Okay, there we go. So this was written by Joe Gibson. So these are his five stages of personal growth. So the first one, he says, the realization phase. This is where our awareness begins to blossom like a big bang. Our awareness explodes into all areas of our, of our life. Some would call this the awakening phase. And I agree. It's the stage where everything in our life is brought to our attention. The relationships that don't serve us, the behaviors we've been carrying out that have sabotaged our success, the beliefs we've held true that have limited our potential, the job we've been working at that doesn't satisfy us. The veil has lifted and we see everything with 2020 vision. Hard truths can be hard to stomach as we take accountability for the way we've been showing up. We admit the way we've been living has largely been down to our own choice, but now it's time for a change. Number two, the battle phase. Our previous awareness has brought to our attention all that doesn't align with us, and now it's time to act on that awareness. This is the hardest phase of our personal growth. It's the tackling of bad habits. It's the undoing of previously held beliefs and inquiry into their origins. It's incredibly hard work as our entire being fights against the urge to do what we've always known, but fight we must. It's the learning of new ways of being. It's the development of our emotional intelligence to become adept at tackling the whirlwind of emotions we're undoubtedly going to face. It's the management of our anxiety and the ability to not succumb to the desire to avoid what needs to be done. It's difficult, but it's the catalyst of all the growth we can hope to attain. Diamonds aren't made without pressure, and the pascals are off the chart here. Number three, the pendulum phase. Here we swing between stages one and two. As I mentioned at the beginning of this article, this work doesn't happen in a linear fashion. Sometimes we have to fall back into bad patterns to remind ourselves of why we're choosing to change in the first place. That is what this phase is all about. It's the succumbing to the same avoidance behaviors you sworn you wouldn't do again. It's messaging the person you know you shouldn't. It's the failure to speak up when you knew you should have. It's the lowering of a boundary and the self-abandonment that tells you you're not worthy. It's all of this and more. It's the implementation and subsequent breaking of promises. It's messy. It's confusing. Your life may feel chaotic and unsteady as you oscillate between both phases. Ultimately, you choose to keep going. However, it's integral in this phase that we take our losses in our strides. Not one single behavior defines who we are or who you are. What matters is how you act most of the time. 
Here we take the shame, the guilt, the and frustration of falling back on an old pattern, and we use it as jet fuel to power forward. We show ourselves compassion as we're only human, and beating ourselves up over being does nothing but hold us back when we have all the potential in the world to move forward. Despite how messy this stage can be, you keep moving forward. Number four, the light at the end of the tunnel. In this stage, our efforts pay off. Maybe someone crosses a boundary and you speak up without the anxiety that once stole your voice. Maybe you encounter a toxic person in your dating life and instead of falling helplessly at your at their feet, you step away knowing you deserve more. You replace your urge to avoid anxiety with the motivation to power through. You see discomfort not as something that should hold you back, but something that should propel you forward. Things that used to trigger you don't so much anymore. You understand you can't control the way you initially feel, but how you act in accordance with that. Here we've given evidence that the discomfort we've put ourselves through has been worth it. This in itself becomes a motivator to keep going. You know there is a light at the tunnel. What? (laughs) Girl, what? You know there is a light at the end of the tunnel and that you can challenge yourself in other areas as so you do. Number five, alignment. The final stage is alignment, where our lives and true authentic desires have finally aligned. We've overcome the majority of our challenges despite their struggles and are reaping the rewards. We developed our emotional intelligence and anxiety management skills to the point where we can manage our obstacles with much less ease than before. Does this stage mean we will be at a total ease and free of future problems? Absolutely not. Or at least, I don't believe we can reach such a stage unless we're talking sheer enlightenment. And I'm not sure I like to either. Life is always going to present itself with challenges. Our only hope is to be able to maneuver them efficiently. One can question whether personal growth ever ends. Does this cycle simply continue as new challenges present themselves? As life is itself a journey. I'll leave it up to you to share your own thoughts on the matter. Above the middle. And this is written by Joe Gibson. He says, I created Above the Middle as a place for all psychology, neurology, plus personal development, a cathartic release. I hope my work serves you. It definitely did, Mr. Gibson. Thank you so much for that well-written piece on the five stages of personal growth. So I wanted to end off on that note. Thank you guys so much for listening to Cast These Vibes this year. I hope that you have enjoyed the episodes that I provided, my words of encouragement, my realness, my vulnerability, you know, me fangirling over Nicki Minaj, um, you know, everything. I hope that you enjoy it and I hope that you enjoy next season. Um, So again, if you want to keep up, you can follow us on Instagram, Catch These Vibes Pod. Um, on Twitter, it's Catch underscore These Vibes <laughs> because I couldn't get my other at whatever. Um, and then the the website is Catch These Vibes com, and I um, on there you can do a lot of different things. You could leave me a voice message. You can send me an email. 
Um, You can request to be a guest on an episode. You can review the ep- uh, review the episodes, review the uh, podcast. There's just so many different things. You can donate if you like to support the podcast and help us, um, you know, get better equipment and, and different things like that. You can also um, read my blog posts. So I'm going to, I've, I've done a few already and I'm going to continue to. So I'm going to write one for the Insecure um, final episode. So if you're interested in that, check it out. And again, thank you so much for the support. And I hope everyone has a happy new year. As always, love, peace, and hair grease. And until next time, talk to you next year.